What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the vinyl collecting problem to my Jake. It's Casey. What's up, dude? Not much, man. I, I feel like there's a story to this, so... Well, I just got a couple in, and one of them doesn't work, which really sucks, so... Been there. Uh, yeah. Did, did you do it on Discogs or eBay? No, Amazon, actually. Oh, wow. You yeah. should be able to get your money back, shouldn't you? We'll see. <laughs> I gotcha. But I'll show them off anyway. We've got Paramore's new album, which I'm excited Ooh, for. That's fun. And then we've got a Between You and Me album, which is a band that I've been listening to a bunch lately. And that's the one that didn't work. Um, that's okay. More stoked for the Paramore album because I like them. I gotcha. Yeah, like it's kind of funny that you've gotten into vinyl now because back when I was heavily into it and I had the same issue, you're like, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now now you're addicted and now I'm kind of sitting back like, you know, I've kind of gotten over this addiction. So that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, I blame my mom, honestly. Yeah, um, She got into it and then she was like, well, here's a Victrola. Here's a Bowie album and now it's like well I guess I'm doing this now your your mom's the you know basically the dealer she's like yeah I'll get I'll get you a little bit a little bit of something and then now you just keep coming back (laughs) pretty much (laughs) all right we can talk news yeah we have got a a good amount of comic talk this week which is exciting because we are in fact a comic book podcast believe it or not so yeah Let's let's jump right in. I'll start off uh, with some movie stuff first. We've got uh, Deadpool three casting news. Emma Corrin has been cast as the film's villain. I have no idea who she is. Neither neither do I. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember when I first saw when I first saw the news. I uh, looked her up and I was like, yeah, I have no idea what any of this is. So, but that could be a good thing yeah can't hurt anyway um so yeah we got you know since we are comic book podcast i'll mention this we got a shin common writer trailer uh yeah it looks looks like a lot of fun i think it's going to be a good time i loved the other two shin verse movies so you know i'm really pumped yeah you think it'll live up to those other movies yeah i think it's going to be so like Shin Ultra Shin Godzilla is like very much oh yeah Godzilla should be you know about nuclear stuff basically and then Shin Ultraman's like we're going to take a bunch of stuff from Ultraman like the original Ultraman and just do that and so I have a fee and like just watch this trailer and the little bit of common writer that I've read I've not seen it the common writer that I've read it's just like them going yeah we're going to take a lot of stuff from the original common writer and update it basically so i think it's gonna it's gonna work if you're a common rider fan i'm not really a common rider fan but i think this could get me into it <laughs> right fair enough um okay and then the other bit of movie news that i have um kevin feige said that the spider-man 4 story is done it's just being like fully scripted right now and also the blade movie begins filming in about 10 weeks so that's odd with the blade one since it was like last we heard it's like yeah we had 10 pages of script and the director got taken off and then you know all this other nonsense so it's like well at least i guess hope it's on you know a better track now well here's what i'm curious about I want to know just how tied into the rest of it blade is because several writers could have had like a lot of a script done for a blade movie i mean blade has been talked about for like 10 years now you know what i mean about a new movie so it's like maybe a couple people had something together and it just needed minor tweaks to fit whatever vision feige has um so the that new godzilla movie that's going to be coming out next year on godzilla day it's been reported that even though like i don't remember the copyright name but it's like godzilla world i think or something like that that's just indicating that 
it's going to be like the copyright that's going forward. It has nothing to do with making like a Godzilla universe. It's just going to be, you know, oh yeah, people, the whole world needs Godzilla in their life. And it's going to be a standalone film in this upcoming one, which I think is going to be fine unless they start doing like series of films like the Millennium Era did. That was like my main knock on that era of Godzilla movies where it's like, oh yeah, we have Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. They're not connected at all. Same design though. So, you know, <laughs> it's <clears throat> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it should be should be pretty cool. And if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, you should. That was nasty. Yeah, you just missed Casey's spit all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so well, hold on. You do your gun thing first, and then we'll switch okay. directions. So James Gunn confirmed we are getting casting news in the next six months. Uh, can't wait to hear all about you know Creature Commandos. And then also another thing that he talked about, which it's like weird. I think James Gunn's just a liar when it comes to Twitter people because he's trying to say stuff that will make people happy. But he was talking about, he's like, yeah, Superman Legacy has been in the, because they're like, someone mentioned that. Superman Legacy is getting fast-tracked. And he's like, actually, it's not. It's been in the works since for the last six months. And it's like, but you said that you were, like, they brought Henry Cavill back four months ago. And then you were like, ah, we're getting rid of Henry Cavill because he doesn't fit what I want to do now that I'm head of, C you know, head of DC. He doesn't fit my vision with this Superman movie that I just announced that I'm working on. So something doesn't add up in your in your time frame so i think you're just full of crap like that's that's what it boils down to uh, i'm sure that he just whatever superman movie he's doing which i guess is called legacy um is just something he's had the idea for for a while so therefore he's saying it's been in the works even though nobody but him knew that you know what yeah I, mean? I can see that too um all right so now we can actually talk about comic books we got some uh, the May solicitations came out, and I saw the Marvel ones first and uh, reported on those, and then you saw the DC ones and reported on those. So, uh, but before we get into specifics, Marvel, and this just kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit, Marvel promises a moment as shocking as Gwen Stacy's death coming out this May. So... Who knows what that can be? It's going to be the return of Gwen Stacy. <laughs> well, so turns out I don't I don't have a clue about what's happening in Spider-Man comics because I guess like MJ and Peter are not a thing. And also Mary Jane's got powers and also she's got like two kids. It's like, whoa, yeah. what? What yeah. did I miss? So who knows? Who knows what that means? My My hope is that it's the announcement of a new artist slash creative team. And uh, yeah. then, I'd, then I'd be able to check it out again. All right, okay. Man. So do you want to, I don't know. How do you want to do this? I mean, you got a little bit of news about the DC ones, So we can just finish up with that and then you can take over. You can start with the Marvel ones. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if this was like all the brand new stuff that Marvel announced for May, but some of it, uh, we've got a new Silk miniseries by Emily Kim and Ig Guara. I don't know about Ig, but Emily did that last Silk mini with, uh, you know, the the witch making everybody old. And we yeah. were pretty big fans of that, I think. So that should be exciting. I will certainly be checking it out. Um, then we've got a new Lando series by Stephanie Phillips and Alvaro Lopez where uh, Lando and Chewie are working for Jabba the Hutt to reclaim Han. So it's one of those where it takes place, you know, right before Return of the Jedi. So, uh, yeah, I I think that's a neat idea, but it's like in the end, we know what happens, you know? So mm -hmm. I think this is just, uh, you know, Marvel grabbing money from listeners like Dan, who will just buy anything Star Wars related. But in all honesty, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty cool book. Now, I'm I'm just curious though, is like, is there something set up that Marvel can't make comic books between, um, 
Jedi and Force Awakens because like that's what I want would like to know more about is what happened there. And it's mm-hmm. like, does Marvel just have a thing, or you know, Disney have a thing set up? Where it's like, no, no, you can't tell us tell these stories because we want to make you know TV shows and movies off of them or something. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. There's so much that we want to know. You yeah, know? like we we didn't see Luke for so long or Han and Leia, so I don't know. And maybe they have, and we just haven't been paying attention. But yeah, that that could very well be, especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the last one, I'm curious if you're going to check it out. It's a Daredevil and Echo series by Taboo and B. Earl with Phil Noto on the art. And that tells me that it's probably just going to be a four or five issue series of Phil Noto's doing the interiors. But that's a creative team that I'm hyped about. Yeah, I know you're, you've are you become a big Taboo fan to the point where <laughs> that's going to be your next vinyl record is a Black Eyed Peas vinyl. Ooh, but, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, I mean, I might. It depends on the week. If it's a light week, I probably will because I, I do enjoy Daredevil. I've never read much Echo, but it's going to, it's just 100% going to vary because, like, we know it's not going to be connected to the main Daredevil story. And it's like, those type of stories are always kind of like, hit and miss for me as far as working or not working so yeah well it, it's 100 we've got an echo show coming out and we need a series for it yep you are right okay so now we got the dc may solicits i have the whole list pulled up here so we'll just go through that way um so yeah start up we have titans number one and it's written by tom taylor with nicola scott doing the art um yeah i mean i'm not interested i know jake is super pumped for it he's just like i can't get enough of tom taylor writing nightwing but yeah yeah. probably gonna pass on that one yep same and then this one though we're probably both gonna get it's shazam number one by mark wade and dan mora yep can't go wrong with that creative team even though i am so salty that you know it's not doc shaner and josie campbell uh, then we have Green Lantern number one, which we've already talked about with uh, Jeremy Adams and Sermanico on the art. I'm I'm ready for more, you know, Hal Jordan or more just Green Lantern in general. So it should be good. And then you had this one in the notes, it's Batman, the Brave and the Bold number one, uh, Tom King, Ed Brisson, Christopher Cantwell and Dan Mora with art by Mitch Gerrard, Jeff Spokes, Javier Rodriguez and Dan Mora. And that's Pro- just the first issue because it's going to be another anthology series man yeah why didn't they okay here here's what here's what really bugs me about this one the fact that it's an anthology series two this is just batman urban legends rebooted yeah it's gonna be another eight dollar book that takes up way too much space in my store yep i mean i'm not i just i have no no interest in that i'm pretty tired of anthology books anyway and then let alone another batman one just doesn't do it for me yeah yeah try having to order one for your own store it's really fucking annoying um but then we got cyborg number one written by morgan hampton and art by tom rainey and so yeah that one i'm it's another one of those ones if it's a slow week i'll probably check it out because it's like cyborg doing street level stuff i'm interested i just don't know the writer and that's gonna hit and miss for me um what about you man um yeah i mean if it's a light week i probably will because i like him but we'll see yeah and then this one it's spirit world number one written by Alyssa wong and art and cover by hanny and gonna have to check that out because i i'm gonna support Alyssa wong until she does something bad and so far she's been pretty much killing stuff so well what i mean what is that though what is it's just it it's a new book that she's working. It's like from the pages of Lazarus Planet, Dark Fate, a new Chinese hero emerges who's able to travel to and from the spirit world, the realm of the dead and the, of the living. Their name is Xanthi and their superpower is being able to burn items folded from just paper and immediately turn them into real objects based on the East Asian practice of burning joss paper at graveyards in order to send resources to ancestors in the spirit world. So... Yeah, might be neat. Um, I'm just a fan of her. So that's the only reason why I'm checking it out. I mean, it sounds neat enough. 
And then we have The Vigil, number one, written by Ram V, art by Lalit Kumar Sharma. And yeah, this is another thing coming out of, um, I think, one of the dang Lazarus Planet books I didn't buy. So, <laughs> so you know, I don't get the uh, first appearance boost, sadly. But uh, Ram V is still a writer that I'm always going to, I'm going to at least check out what he's doing. So I'll probably check this out too. You interested in a, a new Ram B book? Again, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. So. Who are the vigil? The shipping vessel East Wind was taken captive by pirates off the coast of Thailand 24 hours after the crew had been taken hostage. Before communications had been established or any demands made, the crew reported an intervention by a group of unknown individuals. Amid other bizarre claims by the crew are reports of an individual who changed his appearance at will and a woman who seemingly dodged bullets. Once the pirates were taken out, no attempts were made at rescuing the crew. There have been long there have long been rumors, rogue metahumans targeting weaponized illegal technology, with some hinting that they call themselves the vigil. What are what were they after? Why did they intervene? Stay there, metas. Are there metas among us? Stay tuned for more. That's all it says. But I mean, this would have been a neat book if it wasn't in continuity, but in a world with Superman and Martian Manhunter and Flash and, you know, every superhero, it's like, oh, like, you know, they do get rescued and they go, cool, thanks, hero of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but it still could be good. Mm -hmm. um, then we have City Boy number one, written by Greg Pak with Min Kyu Jung on the art. And so this is... Um, First seen in Wildstorm 30th anniversary special and Lazarus Planet Legends Reborn. There's a new Korean hero named City Boy. At least that's the best translation of what the cities call him. City Boy, aka Cameron Kim, is just trying to make a living by using his powers of being able to speak to cities to find lost and hidden goods and to pawn. And it's only just enough to get by. And those abilities mean he hears everything, everywhere, all the time, including each city's histories and the truths behind them. That could be neat. Uh, I like Greg Pock, so kind of hit and miss at times, but that might be okay, too. If it's a slow week, I'll check it out. Interesting concept, for sure. Yeah. Then, you know, Batman's coming back. Not coming back, but we'll have 135 slash 900. So it's the 900th issue. Zdarsky was like, I told them, since it's so big, they might as well just make it 1,000. But I don't think they listened to him. <laughs> Gosh, you know what that means. It's going to be fucking $10 and it's going to have 8,000 variants that I have to order. Uh, it's going to have one. It looks like a one in 100 black and white variant. And then it's going to be 10, 10 bucks US. Yep. That sounds about right. Okay. Cool. Then... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I hope someone I hope someone emails you like, can I get the one in 100 variant? I'll pay $11 for it. <laughs> Wow. Pretty good bargain. Yeah. And then we got the Power Girl specials written by Leah Williams, art and cover by Margaret uh, Savage. So, yeah, more Power Girl stuff. Then Green Arrow 2 is going to be coming out, and that's by Williamson with, uh, oh, can't see the thing. Uh, it's Sean Zoxy. And then we get more Nightwing by, you know, Jake's favorite, Tom Taylor and Travis Moore on the art. Then uh, the Superman 4 will be coming out too. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Superman 4 is coming out too. Uh, it's by Joshua Williamson, Jamal Campbell, and then Action Comics 1055, Phil Kenny Johnson, Dan Jurgens, and Dorado Quick writing with art by Raphael, Rafa Sandolva and Lee Weeks and Yasmin Flores Montanez. Then Adventures of John Kent, uh, Tom Taylor, Clayton Henry, and Superboy Man of Tomorrow, Kenny Porter and Shanoi Lindsay and the harley quinn teeny howard sweeney boo unstoppable doom patrol which i think we're both pretty excited about dennis culver and chris burnham on the art how do you feel about chris burnham on the art since i know he's kind of hit and miss for us i mean i think i think his style will work for doom patrol it's just whether or not it's gonna be like batman and robin style or x-men style yeah and then we have Static, Shadows of Dakota, Nicholas Draper Ivy, and Vita Ayala with art and cover by Nicholas Draper Ivy. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm I'm on board for that. I, uh -huh. I like this first issue a lot. 
Then we have uh, the new talent showcase, the milestone initiative, and it's going to be written and drawn by various people. You going to check that out since you're a milestone boy. I will. And also I'm proud of DC for bringing back new talent showcase. It's been, a, it's been a while since it's we been had a while. one of those. All right, and then Batman White Knight presents Generation Joker by Sean Murphy and written by Katina Collins and Clay McCormick. That's one of those, like, the all well, the White Knight stuff I never got into. So, like, any of this stuff, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. People like it. People do like it. Yeah. And Sean Murphy's a ridiculous artist. So. Yeah. Then uh, Peacemaker Tries Hard by Kyle Starks and Steve Pugh on the art. You gonna check out a peacemaker book? No, no, I'm not. I think that uh, I think it'll do okay sales wise, but it's one of those things where uh, I still haven't watched the show and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. And then Suicide Squad: Kill Arkham Asylum by John Layman and art by Jesus Hervas. I know I'm, you're gonna check that. Yeah, out. I'm checking that out. I love I love Layman, so that should be good. Dude, uh, I don't this, think he's. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's written for DC since the New Fifty Two. If he has, it might have been like a one off and like one of those books where it's like fifty different writers. But I yeah. think you're right. And then the Salmon Universe Nightmare Country: The Glass House Number Two by James Tynan and art by Lissandro S. Theron. I don't understand how James Tynan can write for this if he's supposed to have a Substack exclusive thing going. Like I don't know how that contract works at all. But Buddy's back. Wish he was doing something different because <laughs> I'm not checking that out. Yeah. Then we got Batman and Joker: The Deadly Duel Duo Number Seven. Um, the Sandman Morpheus Helm Masterpiece Edition for only $500 US. It's 2,872 pages, hardcover. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think, the whole thing, maybe. So that's that's still too much. Yeah, it's the Sandman issues one through 75. So for that lo Sandman lover in your life, for that person that's like, I, you know, I've never gotten to read it, but if you spend $500 on it, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> you can just get that for them. All and right. Well, it, if we're it's in looking like covers, mostly, probably... yeah, it's looking like mostly trades now. So yeah, right on. Well, there's definitely some stuff to be excited for. Um, even if a lot of that stuff is like miniseries, I still feel like more people are willing to jump in on a miniseries than they are an ongoing. So yeah, I think overall uh, it'll do well for them. I'm curious. Is I think I I hate saying this, but I think the vigil is going to be the only one that sticks around because I feel like the other two probably will get dropped pretty quick because DC, you know, they're like just trying to find out what works and. I don't think the others hey, are going to. City Boy could be the next Court of Owls. You never know. I mean, you're right. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were to, you know, place some bets on it, it's yeah, not the best. All right, that's it for comic news. Uh, you guys should let us know what you're excited for. Do any of those sound cool to you? And if so, which ones? Uh, but now we're going to take our ad break and uh, we'll be back to review some comics. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, folks. Um, Casey and I have a little chat about uh, what did we talk about before the Mad Lib? President's Day. President's Day. How Casey and I think you should celebrate President's Day all the various fun activities that are involved with that. Um, you know, what could be dumb about any of that, right? You have to check out for yourself over on our YouTube channel. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, and if you'd rather, you know, like three of the, you know, dead presidents that we have come to your house and haunt you for the rest of your life, don't listen to it on YouTube and don't leave a comment. But it's gonna be like Millard Fillmore. Who wants to have that boring ass president uh, haunt you? 
Like he's so boring that our public school system never even taught us about him. We just know that we have a president named Millard. Which is just like, like the oldest old man name of all time. Even George Washington, who's older than him, is like, damn, that's an old man. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you gotta yeah. hope you're like just the funniest dude ever, or just are packing a 13-inch dong if your name is Millard. It's actually the second one. That's why he got elected president. Nice. That that's definitely a fact I didn't learn in yeah. school. I know. Mr. Mr. Campbell taught me that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, it's pretty comparable to it. No, anyway, we shouldn't say that. Okay, anyway, man. Anyway. What'd you read this week? I read, it was a light week for me. Um, I read Masters of the Universe, Masterverse, number one. Icon versus Hardware, number one. The Last Barbarians, number one, and Batgirls, 15. Yeah, I got a little bit more than you. Um, So all these number ones, just going to ask now, any of them that you're going to go number two on? <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> um, all of them, actually. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I read The Invincible Iron Man, number three, Mosley, issue two, Fantastic Four, issue four, What's the Furthest Place from Here, number 11, Hulk, number 12, 8 Billion Genies, number 7 of 8, I Hate Fairyland, number 4, Wildcats, number 4, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, book 2. I don't know why I had to look for that one. Book 1 came out two years ago. I should have remembered. And Backrolls, <laughs> issue 15. Man, so we have one mutual. Yeah, I was like thinking about that when I was looking through this. I'm like, I think we only have the one in common this time. Right so. on. Well, then, if that's the case, I'm going to bust out an old uh, tool that we used to use, and that's the the Hour Man one-hour comic book extravaganza timer, just to Ooh. make sure we don't get too crazy. So I'm going to start Yeah, I don't that think man. that's a thing we have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say it, but go ahead, gotcha, man. man. I'll let you start. <clears throat> so I'll start with the Invincible Iron Man. Uh, number three and so this is by gary duggan and one Frigaria on the art and so last issue one uh, like the new head of stark stuff uh, zong Wei got killed and then they're like ah it was suicide he killed himself with a stark you know repulsor ray to the chest it's like good good cop work guys but uh, then it's like some flashbacks to when he actually you know tony got him to be on the board and stuff and He's basically one of these guys that Tony just really trusted. And yeah, it's a, it's a good time. There's there's some roadie in there, and then it's revealed who's been doing it, and it's a LMD of Tony. And then oh. that, I know. And it's a really good one, too. And then the LMD, LMD blows up, and then Stark's like, I know who did it. And then he flies off. And it's like, I don't know who, because I'm not big enough. I'm, I'm assuming Iron Man fans would be like, oh, man, I can't believe it's old iron or like old metal man metal mouth the classic iron man villain i knew they were bringing him back but <laughs> for me though it's it's a good book like i'm enjoying this it's fun reading iron man again um i had to take a few years ago off because bendez and then slot took over so now that i'm back i'm i'm liking it so i'm gonna i'm gonna give an 8.5 out of 10 nice Figured then, we just do a two one two one sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay. And then next up, it's Mosley by Rob Gillory and Sam Lofty on the art. And yeah, we get more more kind of backstory and what's going on with Mosley. And then he's got the his hammer. He's fighting some robot stuff, and it's a good book. Like the only downside is the storytelling way that they're doing things where it's like yeah here's a flashback for you to kind of tell you a little bit we're not going to tell you much and then we're going to cut back to the future like i don't like storytelling like that i think that's over it's played out now at this point where everyone's doing it and it's just not necessary i complain about it all the time but it's still a good book like i'm still enjoying it and then the backup issue we get rob gillory's art along with him storytelling it's more kind of like the mom's point of view why she left all that stuff um yeah 
I like this uh, good deal though. It's fun. I think people should be reading it. Like I'm a, how does it sell at your shop? Just curious. Yeah, I didn't think it, I didn't think so. But I would say I'd recommend it to anyone that walked in unless they go, I only want books about, you know, um, like teenage kids that unmask clowns that are trying to get oil that's underneath the circus you know that type of stuff scooby-doo related books is what i'm saying <laughs> um no otherwise <laughs> otherwise i think you know most people could like it it's good i'm gonna go eight out of ten all right my first book is the last barbarians number one which has just the sickest cover that is nice there's a redhead with tattoos and armor on the cover, so good chance that Jake's going to check it out. Um, so yeah, it's written by Brian Haberlin with Hannah Wall and then art by uh, Brian Haberlin. All right. Uh, but this was a pretty neat book. It's about a young lady and her uh, brother who we don't know why yet, but at some point uh he was made a simpleton by some event and they don't have parents because they passed away and so they're just trying to like scrape by it's all set in the in a fantasy world of some sorts um and then they get caught up with uh this guy who's looking to hire a band for an adventure and the bartender's like Hey, main character, uh, Silv, that's her name, short for Silver. She's like, don't go with that guy, he's bad news. And she's like, well, we don't have a choice, we need money, we're doing it. And so yeah, they do, they join up with this wizard and one other lady that we don't know anything about yet. And then we find out at the end that two other ladies are going to be hunting them. So... I assume that that wizard guy is bad news, and I'm hoping that we find out why. But it's pretty cool. It's a uh, it's a solid first issue. The art is pretty neat. It all, the art almost looks animated a bit. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. It's good. Um, so yeah. Plus, there's like this cute little creature that's throughout most of it. And he, I don't know, he's pretty cool looking. Yeah. So, you know, a solid first issue fantasy comic. I liked it. Um, yeah, going to give it uh, probably like an 8.5. It was cool. Okay. All right. So Fantastic Four, issue four, the big reveal. And it's by Ryan North and Ivan Coelho on the art. So last issue, it ended with like a big rocky like dome showing up and the rest like the other three members because ben and alicia were stuck in there and the other three members of fantastic four showed up there and then it's all doing flashbacks of what happened and why they're all mad and so basically the um phantom zone not phantom zone negative zone monsters were all coming out and attacking and so they were fighting them off and reed it came up with this plan to get rid of them and he got rid of all of them teleported them all like away but he also teleported um like the kids and a bunch of people that are like in parent like that are all in the city block so like this amount of people in new york were all teleported away but they're teleported for a year so like they just all these guys like you know everyone else just has to wait the long way and they just automatically get teleported a year they don't even know they've been gone a year so like when that they pop up but Alicia and Ben's kids were there. And so Alicia wasn't very happy. And, you know, she's blind. So she couldn't see that uh, Reed was upset too. Cause it's like, and then like, so now Ben and Alicia were being forced to relive this moment. And then since Ben can see, he finally noticed that like Reed's upset. And he was crying over the fact that he won't be without his kids for a year. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It's also one of those things where it's like, was this really needed to wait for issues to tell us? Like, wasn't that big of a deal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't this big reveal, you know? So 
I think it could have been more interesting seeing it happen and then having them split up and then have them deal with stuff versus them just being like, ah, we've cooled down a little bit and now we're going our separate ways and maybe we'll get back. Like it just, you know, it, I don't know. It just did the, this big reveal was kind of small in my opinion. So I'm going to, wasn't super hot on it. Uh, yeah, I'm probably at a seven. This Fantastic Four. I'm glad Fantastic Four is back in a book that I'm actually wanting to read, but it's just like a hundred percent. I'm staying on at this point for the Fantastic Four and not the writing. And then, um, did I give a rating? Okay, so I was thinking six five as I was reading it because it's just it's just fine. It's not doing much for me. But next up, it's going to be I Hate Fairyland issue four by Scotty Young and Brett Bean on the art. And so this issue, everyone's upset because Gert hasn't showered or hasn't cleaned herself in forever, and so she they tell her where she needs to go which is, you know, this they they lie to her and go to have her go to Lake Sacrifice. And so she jumps in the water and this giant monster eats her. And so then she's stuck in the monster's belly and hilarity ensues. It's pretty funny. But then the monster dies because he ate Gert and, you know, Gert's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's how it ends. Like there's, there's other funny stuff that happened, but I... I won't mention the, that the cover is ridiculous yeah for those that are you know watching here's the cover there there's a b or c variant where that's not censored which which looks just like the top of her head but it's yeah. still just like come yeah. on there, there's one part in this where because like she, when she's stuck in the thing in the stomach of the beast she thinks she's been there for years. So like her nose hairs grow out and she's got this full green beard of nose hairs. It's <laughs> it's pretty funny. But yeah, I'm going to give that a probably 9 out of 10. It's, it's a fun book. I recommend that book to anybody. Uh, then Hulk number 12 by Ryan Otley and Donnie Cates with Ryan Otley also doing the art. This is fine. It's nothing nothing I'd write home about. Nothing that I would be like, oh, you guys need to keep reading this. But like the there's there's a takeover in Bruce's brain because Bruce is crazy and it's the dad, but it probably is just Bruce's remembering of the dad. And so him and Bruce and Hulk are kind of teaming up now in his brain. And yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's just storyline wise i'm just kind of like eh, i'm ready for a new creative team to take over again but yeah, i'm i'm sure it will get relaunched soon yeah so i'm gonna probably go with a five out of ten on that one the art's fine but storyline just doesn't do much for me i think everybody's feeling that way because uh its numbers have dipped pretty heavily yeah Also, somebody came in the other day and they were like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Donny Cates must have some, like, personal stuff going on. His Twitter is weird. <laughs> and I, I don't follow him on Twitter, but it's just you can, like, people are telling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think not to be, you know, not to be two worlds rumor cast, but um, I'm pretty sure he broken up with someone or got divorced one of the two because he was talking about he's like oh i'm going on dates you know like now it's so weird blah 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 it's like you were just talking the other day how i'm pretty sure you're talking about your wife so i don't know how this is like you doing okay yeah. bud yeah i'm pretty sure he was married so i mean i'm sure a divorce will do that to you yep so. and it doesn't help too that like mm -hmm. i think it's just like with this book anyway it was his initial script and then Ryan Otley's, you know, taking that over. And this doesn't like to me personally, it's not showing like, oh, I need to read Ryan Otley's image book when it comes out that he's writing because his his writing's not doing it for me. Yeah. I mean, do you think that that's him trying to salvage what he was given? I think, like I said, I think it's probably like everything's been planned out by Kate's. 
and Otley's just trying to fill in the blanks and do this type of stuff. So it's like, because I like Kate's dialogue more than this. And like, I don't know, a lot of this kind of comes off as like, you know, when you have a new writer, a newer writer, and they don't trust their artists, and which is kind of weird saying Ryan Otley doesn't trust himself, but right. it's like they over explain. It might not, it might be even they don't trust the audience in understanding what they're trying to convey. And they just over explain stuff. And that's really what a lot of this is, where it's like you could just like Otley's an amazing artist. He could easily do a lot of the stuff that's being written by showing, not telling, but he yeah. just doesn't. And so that's like a big part of the problem, which I think is just new writer shit versus actually not being good at it. Right on. Okay, so Masters of the Universe, Masterverse. And so it's it's like a an anthology, really. But your like favorite? Over, I know the over. It wasn't as bad here. The overall script is by Tim Seeley, and then uh, he had art by Eddie Nunez, Kelly Jones, and Sergio Aragonas. So, <clears throat> I basically there's like this space time cop that's like I don't know if this Prince Adam guy is is the guy to have the power of he-man essentially and um what's her name the sorceress oh boy why can't i think of her name no (laughs) no 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 she-ra uh tila-na tila-na i was close she's like Okay, well, I'll like you sit here and look, I'm going to open up this portal into different universes. And you can see that all the Prince Adams always end up being like the hero and is worthy of being He-Man. So then it's just like a couple of short stories about various universes, He-Mans, and some of them are pretty cool. Um, The one that I didn't like is the one that uh Aragonas did the art for just because I do not really like his art that much um I realize that Gru has like a pretty big following but that it's just not for me mm-hmm. um plus it's like here's Aragonas but that is following up this which is just like way better in my yeah. opinion yeah i hear you um so it's pretty jarring to switch uh but you know whatever the stories are, are pretty cool all throughout um it's just nice to have some he-man back and then some of the he-mans that they're going to show in the next issue just look so freaking cool um and i i just really hope to see some of them just like a, an even more barbarian looking he-man uh like an anime style looking young Prince Adam and then Skeletor who just looks so evil and cool. It's like, yeah, give me, give me more of this stuff. Um, But yeah, I like the last Tim Seeley masters of the universe book. Uh, I like this one too. So I think Tim Seeley is quite clearly a He-Man fan and it shows. So uh, I'll give it a nine out of 10. Uh, The one point is just because I didn't like that art in the middle. I gotcha. Okay, so next up for me, it's 8 Billion Genies, issue 7 of 8 by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. And man, I don't know. I'm just like, so much crazy crap has happened. It's going throughout the years. And this one jumps around so much that it really hurts this book where they'll be like, oh, this is year 10. And then like another page goes by, ah, it's year 20. And then it'll be like, oh, look at this it's year 21 and then they'll be like year 23 as it's going ah 26 now and like characters will be dying but they'll be like older versions and i don't remember the last time i saw them so i'll be like oh okay i guess this this is something they'll be like year 45 and that's a page and they're like year 80 okay <laughs> like i guess this is neat there's one issue left i 
I mean, I have a, I, I think everything's going to go back to normal. Like, that's really what I think is going to happen. There's going to be one genie left and it's going to, everything's going to get wished back the way it was. It's just like, I don't know. It, I like Charles soul and this book started off so dang interesting. And then it's just kind of lost me pretty much. Like I'm going to check out the last issue. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. 399, whatever. And you know, that movie or TV show money um but really it's just it's just not holding me like it like it was so i'm gonna go with a probably four out of ten it's just not doing it do you think like should it have been less issues or is there something else to it i think i think either like less issues and less jumping around and then also just less wait time between issues too like you're doing this stuff where you're, you have this whole cast of characters and you keep introducing more characters. And then you also take like, there's been times where I think it's been like, you know, four or five months in between issues. And like that hurts a lot, especially for an image book where you're not, you know, it's not like it's Superman running around. It's like, oh yeah, here's this random character we met in the bar at one time running around, you know? So yeah. Right on it, and then I have Wildcats number four by Matthew Rosenberg. And I'm trying to find the art. Um, but this book's really good. I'm, I'm loving it. It's by uh, an art by Steven Segovia. Art's really good. Uh, so, yeah, last issue, old Grifter got left on a, in a war zone and he's fighting people, being, a, you know, being Grifter. And Lots of fun stuff happens. I really do think people should be reading this book. I think Jake should be reading this book. I love it. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into it because there's just a lot, like lots of stuff, lots of fun. Grifter being Grifter, the rest of the crew trying to do their thing. I mean, if I knew anyone other than Grifter, man, but it's like a whole new team to get invested in. I mean, it's pretty much a Grifter book. Like Zealot and Fairchild are kind of like, bigger in it but like the other characters in this there's not much going on it's mostly grifter and rosenberg writes grifter very well so yeah i'm gonna go with a nine out of ten on that okay so we've got icon versus hardware number one and trying to find the creative team it must be at the end uh, it's written by Reginald Hudland and Leon Chills, with art by Dennis Cowan and Yasmin Flores Montanez. And this was actually a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be, here's Icon versus Hardware and just a big, dumb action book. Uh, but anyway, we get we get some moments of Rocket after Icon sent her away to this like prestigious school in Switzerland. And it's just like her and, uh, and her roommate dealing with like a bunch of mean girls, but it's really, it's nice to see Rocket put them all in their place. Uh, but it's clear that Icon was just doing it to show her uh, more about like the class system, um, which is always interesting to see. And then a good chunk of the book is hardware. He fits his suit with time travel capabilities. And like at first he goes back in time to see why his dad really left them because he didn't know before and made it so that his dad didn't leave when he was a kid, which obviously changes big things. And then he tries to change the big bang happening with all the riot gas from the first season. And that doesn't get fixed, but it puts himself as uh, the leader of the Alpha corporation, which is a massive change. And that's when icon shows up at the end and says, Curtis, we need to talk. So I'm guessing icon somehow because he, he, is just so overpowered he knows that time was changed or something i don't know i guess we'll find out but yeah uh it was a really cool book though man really really cool plus the cover is pretty neat too yeah i haven't seen that cover everywhere it looks pretty awesome yeah so 
I like it a lot. I'm looking forward to the rest of the mini series and um, give it a nine out of 10. Nice, man. I'm glad you're liking it. I will say the only downside to that cover is it doesn't show the red enough. And like, it almost looks like uh, hardware is fighting with uh, Jon Stewart. And I'm like, that's like where my brain always goes every time I see it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that for sure now that you mentioned it. <laughs> okay, so next up, it's What's the Furthest Place from Here by um, Tyler Boss and Matthew Rosenberg. And Boss, you know, is doing the art in it also. And this is fun. It's showing um, old dude. And he's, you know, one of the guys that's from the main group. And what he's doing to survive now. And love this love this book it's just a good time and but really funny really clever rosenberg's really good we see some adults which is the first time we've seen adults in this book which is weird and are they all a bunch of hipsters too no no <laughs> but then you know see a old girl and whatnot and yeah i just i like this book a whole lot and it's so it's weird and i just would recommend it to about anybody i'm gonna go 9.5 out of 10 pick of the week nope wow next up it's swamp thing green hell hell by jeff lemire and doug Mankey. and this is the pick of the week so it's just like what swamp thing was doing and then he gets brought back by constantine swamps swamp thing's not happy and they're you know like basically he's like oh yeah you're bound you know constantly's like yeah you're bound to this place now and he can't you know swamp was swamp thing was with his family he you know, had a had a daughter and everything and so now he's not happy about that and he goes and he fights that the evil green icon that was left over and beats them but then the the parliament of the greens or is like hey we're cutting you off now from this body like if or from our power so if you die you're dead and so then yeah the 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 other parliaments the red the gray and the green are all like you know what let's just like combine all of our stuff together and make a new bunch of new champions from the ocean to send towards them and it's just nightmare fuel (laughs) dang and so then Constantine's now trying to figure out how he can get a hold of another person and that's revealed at the end who that's going to be while Swamp Thing's fighting all these things because Swamp Thing's or uh, Constantine's just such a jerk but you hold it up so I can see you don't have to spoil it through audio okay well you I mean it's an older person so you won't be able to you probably won't know who she is just looking at it no but I feel like the letter kind of gives something yeah it, it does but okay so I'm really interested in seeing where it goes. I, I, it's the next book is on sale in March, so that's exciting. I don't have to wait three years for it. So yeah, I love this. It was worth the wait. I'm giving that a ten out of ten. Man, I bet if I had to guess, Preston, who his like two favorite characters are Swamp Thing and Constantine, this is probably like a dream book for him. I didn't think Preston liked Constantine. I thought he liked Constantine. <laughs> nice it's hilarious that you remember that because we give him <laughs> shit about it on like a weekly basis oh that's great all, all right man. so batgirls yep all right we got batgirls 15 by becky clunan michael w conrad and i believe steve googe is the name no neil neil googe on the art I hope um, like uh, Neil Gooch's friends call him the Gooch because that's just too much. The Gooch. It's too perfect of a name not to. Yeah. Um, I personally loved this issue. What about you? Same. I mean, what I think it's the past like three issues. I've just loved this book. It's been really, really good. I think they're doing a lot better job now that they're kind of focusing on one thing. Like early on with this series, they were kind of trying to do like four things at once. And now they're kind of taking it back to being like, ah, one thing at a time here. And it's working so much better. And this is super good. Yeah. What Um, did you think about Clue Master? Because you're you're the Seth head. 
in this group. What do you think of the Clue Master and Stephanie interactions and all that stuff? Kind of fleshing him out a little bit more, showing how he's back and all that stuff. Yeah, I liked it, but I really, I really like Steph talking to him, uh, like how she talks to him, because in the '90s Robin series, like when she talks about Clue Master, it's clear that she doesn't want to bring any of it up and then this is like a 25 year payoff for that right Um, i gotcha so it's it's pretty cool if you've read that series the only thing it's like okay this is spoilers for batgirls um so skip ahead like a minute but she actually dies in this for one page we know and you know they said well what if she's crazy and it's like well that's only if they've been dead for a while is it though because we we really haven't seen it this fast so i'm curious if it is actually going to mess with steph and to what degree well and it's also the lazarus like it's that artificial stuff so you know we'll see how it plays out later on too yeah i'm just that's what i'm most curious about because Steph is already kind of like gets in her own head sometimes. I feel like this is going to make that worse, but we'll see. Um, But I really liked art wise. I really liked that towards the end when they're speeding away on the bike and Steph's just giving Cass a hug and thanking her for saving her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the capes flying in the background, everything is just super cool. And then you know the next the next issue is going to deal with a whole one-eyed grace yeah grace whoever Hall- hallahan oh oh halloran that's what it is grace of halloran um but you know i i love it it's good stuff yep. really good stuff it's a 9.5 for me and it is my pick of the week i'm going probably 10 i really liked it it would have been my pick of the week had swamp thing not come out but yeah good stuff yeah okay man what are you excited for in this next week oh man there's just so much coming out this next week right so much um the diamond bill's not gonna be fun (laughs) um i'm gonna say wonder woman uh the witcher and Uh, I'm gonna say Godfell. I got that mostly just for me, but it's it's another fantasy, <laughs> yeah. small press book. So we'll see. Okay, so I'm gonna go Superman, Space Age, Superman because we got Williamson now, and then Saga. It's gonna be pretty basic. Like Flash is also there, and She Hulk too. So yeah, I try I try not to make everything what I would normally pick. Cause yeah. gosh, Thor is coming out. World's finest is coming out. Like you said, saga, she Hulk. So it's going to be a stacked week. Yeah, for sure. But at least there's going to be more stuff that uh, we both mutually read yeah. this week. Okay. So fantastic four time. Give me four characters you want to see in the James Gunn 10 year plan, you know, before Warner brothers goes bankrupt. Sure. So the first one that came to mind is wonder woman. Because she's nowhere to be found. Yep. <laughs> uh, and also Henry Cavill's Superman, because I feel like that's now its own character. I don't and, think that's good. I think that one's very unlikely. <laughs> I know. Um, and then the the two that I'm that I'm not making fun of. The first one is Plastic Man, because I think that could actually work. Um, in this plan, and then Big Barda, because if we if we don't get Wonder Woman, maybe he'll throw in the obscure Big Barda. She'll be in the next Suicide Squad and get killed, probably. Um, so I'm gonna go with for me. Um, I'll say Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew, but old school Captain Carrot, not this new all white Captain Carrot. <laughs> um and then i'll say i think of some fun ones like i mean if i'm being honest if i had a fast back just just fast back not even captain carrot i'd be all about that but uh let's go with just a doomsday series 
I love me some Doomsday. You know, if you kill Superman, you're my favorite. Uh, <laughs> Bane starring Batista as every character. <laughs> and then... Um, Elongated man. I'll go with the other stretchy boy. Elastic man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to the end of the episode. So, closing plugs, if you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at <sighs> two underscore worlds underscore PC. Nothing came out that time. And on Instagram at Two Worlds Pod. Uh, you can email us at Two Worlds Podcast at gmail.com and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Also, I wanted to point out for those that don't look for it, Casey includes almost every episode now um, a, a poll, like a question that's, uh, I think, exclusive to Spotify. Yeah. But so, the, the the downside was this last week it didn't post on my Spotify, so I couldn't even vote in it myself. Okay, well, look for it anyways in case it does post, because they're usually pretty funny, and uh, you know it takes two seconds. All right, but well, we would love to stay in chat, but uh, I don't know, I don't I don't really have a good ending for this. I need to return Casey because he's a faulty record and hopefully get one that works better. So we'll see you next week. Bye guys. So are we having like a guest next time that I'm not gonna be on? Time will tell. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>